ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are, your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Yeah. You know it's busy season when you don't know what day of the week it is. That that like I was just going to ask you what when what day are we recording this? Uh Thursday. Today is a Thursday. Today is a Thursday. Yesterday sort of didn't happen. I hope you had an easy fast. And uh, yeah, uh, happy holidays to those who are celebrating. The high holidays are coming to an end. Yeah, um, which uh, which <laughs> it's a great new year. Uh, we have atoned for our, all of our mishaps over the years, and and now it's time to get back into into mitzvah season. Uh, not that it has gone away for for the record. Um, we, we had a one one week sort of hiatus and now we're back full-fledged yeah um so i I got a really interesting email um mike um and i think you've gotten emails like this before but families will tell me something along the lines of i'm so nervous because of x y and z or i'm so overwhelmed because of x y and z and i think today's topic is uh, is really good to help alleviate some of the the nervous feelings that come with bar and bat mitzvah planning um, or event planning in general. And that's the booking process. Um, it seems as though the families that work with us who are the least amount of stress are the ones who handle their booking process and their planning process in a really organized timeline. So that's today's topic. That's today's understanding. And uh, right out of the gate, um, do you agree with that statement? Do you think that uh, that is where the stress comes from? Tell me a little bit about your thoughts. So I, I think this entire 30-minute podcast can be summed up in like four words. Let's see if I get it right. It, it's don't wait till last minute. Five words. Don't wait till last minute. If, if That should just be the general tone of this entire podcast. So yes, there is a strategy to when you book things, but don't wait till last minute is is like the – overlying you know uh, goal that everybody should think about so one of the first questions you know we approach we, let's say we're at a showcase and a lot of times at a showcase we see families that are three years away from their party you know their child is 10 they might have just gotten their date and the very first question is when should i book my venue so let's let's talk about that and you know my response always is the sooner the better if you have a venue you fall in love with because that venue might only have one room or be able to do one party at a time. Um, or maybe today's prices are better than they're going to be three years from now because the price of food keeps going up. You get the ability to lock in now. So book sooner than later. Now, is there a risk with that inherently? I guess there is. I mean, like nobody predicted COVID was going to happen, but um, alternatively outweigh the other risk is you might not get the venue you want or the pricing that you want. So, I, I mean, I, I asked the question and I answered it as well, but you know, that I think is the first step. Most people want to book their venue and then when I would say as soon as possible, do you have any added thoughts? So my, my, you summed it up into, into five words. I'm going to sum up the podcast in one statement, which is you can only pick two of the following three. 
You could either have something good, you could have something cheap, or you could have something fast. And if you, and, and in this industry, you can only have two of those. You can't have all three. So if you want something good and cheap, you sh you're not going to have fast. And if you want fast and cheap, it's not necessarily going to be good. So when it comes to the booking process, if you wait till the very, very last minute for, let's say the venue, it's not going to be cheap and it, it may not be what you want. So I think that the venue is the first thing that you book. Um, mainly because it centers around all of the other criteria that we might talk about today, which is your other vendors. Um, knowing your venue is important because uh, it helps you through your decor elements. It helps with who you book based on if they've been there, do they work well together, things of that nature. Like you could have a, a, a vendor list from the, from the space. So I think the venue is the number one most important thing to book as soon as possible. Um, you know, it used to be in the time... Mike, like before the pandemic started, where three years in advance was the normal. Like we, I remember as like an 18 year old kid thinking about doing events when I'm 22 years old or 21 years old. It wasn't even a real like time in my life, but I remember getting bookings for those dates. So right. I think that's going to start coming back. So well, booking the venue first is really important. I'm going to tie this up and move on to the next topic. And I'm, I'm going to say just the other day, I spoke with a customer whose party's coming up in a few months and he literally just locked in his venue. And I said, how'd you end up with that venue? It, it's a great venue, but they don't do bar and bat mitzvahs. And he said, well, it's all that was left. And you really don't want that to be the guiding force on how you ended up with the venue. And I suspect the party will be great because it's a reputable space, but it's a reputable space that does weddings and corporate work doesn't do bar and bat mitzvahs so you know then you probably could share this advice from other podcasts of ours make sure that the right people are in the driver's seat from the entertainment standpoint and the you know event planning you know standpoint so, um the the next so thing you book the venue, would, yeah you book the venue, you book the know, venue right was, away so so i have a topic that i think might almost be before the venue loosely is What's the theme of the party if there is a theme? Now, it might change. It, you know, your son or daughter, their their likes are not going to be the same when they're 10 and when they're 13, possibly. But it, it might be the same. So if you have a theme that is city-esque or nightclub-esque or, you know, something, you know, try to book a space that fits that theme and then try to find all the other elements that fit into that place. I mean, I... I hate to see somebody book a super elegant venue and then their theme has nothing to do with elegance, you know, or vice versa. Um, yeah, what so, ends up happening is you overspend on decor elements at that point to try to create your theme. So if you're looking for rustic and industrial, uh, booking a, a posh and elegant, you know, all white or, or lavender space is it, it's going to end up requiring you to throw some more dollars to create that theme. Right. But Mike, I, I actually... I don't know if uh, maybe I'm in the minority, but you know, your kid, if you're booking like, let's say three years in advance, a 10 year old's ideas are going to be different than a 13 year old's idea. So like, I think that you can probably fit the theming in a lot of spaces, but if you're really the type of people, like, you know, you know, if you're this type of person or not, um, who's going to want to really tie in the theme heavily, like from the decor to the way that the, you know, wait staff is dressed, like that's going to matter when you book a venue, but like 
if it's going to be like a loose tie into soccer, you could kind of fit that anywhere. If it's going to be a sure. loose tie into Broadway, you can kind of fit that anywhere. Right, right, right. So I, I said that kind of as like a asterisk. It's, it's definitely not in the order of events that need to be booked, but certainly keep that in the back of your mind the whole time. And, you know, I said nightclub as an example, if you're going to do a nightclub theme party, why not just book it at a nightclub rather than transforming a space into a club, which is certainly doable, but could be more costly. Um, so next, but now ne- we're, yeah. So yeah, now next- we're, we're three, three years out. Let's say four or five months go by. What's the next few vendors you're booking? Uh, photo and video to me and or decorator slash planner, maybe planner, not so much decorator. Decorator could happen a little bit later, but I guess you have to evaluate in your mind. Are you going to take on the planning yourself or do you need a planner? If you need a planner, then the planner's next in line and the planner will help you make the right decisions on entertainment, on photo, on video. But if you're going to be your own planner, then you jump right to photo, video, DJ, um, and you start evaluating those choices. Um, so at this point, we're like 30 months from the celebration, two and a half-ish years away. Um, knowing what type of person you are will dictate if you're hiring just a decorator or a full-fledged planner. Now, remember, we've we've had it on this podcast before. The difference is between an actual decorator and an actual event planner, event coordinating company. Um Someone who's going to walk you through all of the vendor and and vetting the vendors processes versus someone who's just going to be like, hey, I'm going to put up these centerpieces for you the day of and I'm going to design your logo and put it on all the different things that you want it on. Like there's a difference between that. Now, not all party planners are decorators and not all decorators are party planners, but in a lot of cases, they overlap in some aspects. So So um, ask yourself, you know, do you as the client have the time to vet the vendors? have time or ability to go through contracts and possibly nitpick verbiage in contracts. Um, Do you have, do you have the mental capacity to, you know, go through that process that could be daunting? Um, You know, that, that is a big piece of it. Uh, Looks like we just lost you Dylan here, but I'm going to, I don't know. Mike. Yeah. Keep going. I don't, I don't know what happened to my camera. Um, I don't know what happened. (laughs) So the, 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 you know, whether you need a planner or not, uh, it's something that probably you should know early on. I mean, and maybe you should even start vetting the planners, you know, right after the venue. Some sometimes even the planner is hired before the venue and the planner makes right. venue suggestions. Um, but let's talk about what we know best, and that's entertainment. If you book your entertainment next in line, you know, the question really is: do you want to lock in an MC and know who that person is gonna be? Or you're booking an entertainment company and you're trusting the brand as a whole. And, and we at Explosive do both. We offer both routes for our customers. The customer that wants to lock in Dylan Weissman specifically as their MC, I say book ASAP with no hesitation because Dylan might get scooped up by somebody else real quick. Um, yep. However, if a customer says, I, I trust your brand, I'm not going over the top, I, I all your guys seem great, then the urgency isn't as much there to book quickly. But know your date know how busy that time of the year is Saturdays in May and October are peak season, meaning guaranteed to be sold out. Um, but if your party's on a Sunday and it's off season, you know, non peak time of the year, the urgency isn't there as intensely. Right. So 
what you're looking at here is, is you have to decide, uh, first of all, you should trust the company regardless. Like, like I know you mentioned, like, do you trust them as a brand or just the, the individual, but it, like when it comes to booking a specific, you want a specific person there, then they should trump everything. Like I know people who book photographers before anything else, because they like that product. They want to have that individual there. So if the flow chart for your decision-making is I have to have that specific individual at my event, whether it be an MC, a photographer, a caterer, you need to book around them and their availability, like minimum. Like, when are you available or are you available for this date? If the answer is yes, don't wait. Um, it's a really hard conversation for like me as an MC to have with a family who's been considering having me as their MC and then they don't book and then I'm scooped up by someone else's uh, date from another salesperson because they didn't know that I was talking to that individual. Um, so it's, it's a rough conversation. You definitely don't want to be in a situation where the, the, the dream MC isn't available. Hey, tr true now, story. True story. Spoke to a couple, a customer the other day that wanted one of our MCs and uh, they just waited too long. That MC was booked for a full year before they came around and they were so disappointed. And, and, you know, they're, they're happily going to go with somebody else, but they were disappointed because they had their heart, sit down on one person but they waited and it's it, not to you know our following we reached out to them dozens of times saying are you still interested in your date they just weren't ready to commit now when they were ready to commit uh, you know they got news that was a little disappointing to them you know they're going to get a great party with a different mc but you know the person that they envisioned is not going to be there any longer yeah so what ends up happening here is uh, in your booking process, you know, let's say two and a half years away, you're blocking in your entertainment companies, your your photographers, your videographers. What I want to remind our families that are listening about this planning process, you don't have to know your particulars right then and there. In other words, I know a lot of families who are held up on the what enhancements do I want? What extras do I want? Do I want to have a photo booth? And No vendor in our industry is going to say, I no longer want to accept your money because if you want to upgrade your package, we'll let you. Um, so, so what's really important is I'm, I was talking to a family this morning, just this morning, uh, called me at like seven 55 saying, I want to book the essentials experience, which is basically our, our, you know, entry level package. It's the one that gets you on the books. It opens up all your planning portals and most families book this and then upgrade later. But she was, she didn't book, and she didn't book because she wasn't sure about the other enhancements that she wanted to know if she was going to be like adding things a la carte or not. And I, I tried to explain to her, like, it doesn't need to be decided now, but she was trying to decide it now. And it ended up holding up the booking process. And we're still not locked in with this family. I know they're going to want to book with us, but their event is in May. It's almost like, like, like RSVPing to a wedding, like, yes, I'm going, or no, I'm not going, but not knowing what you're going to wear. Like, you figure out what you're going to wear as it gets closer to that day, you know? So, so I just think it's one of those things where at that two and a half year mark, that three year mark, you don't need to know every single detail. I know that there's a lot of type A personalities who plan events like this and they want to know every detail and they want to know what they're looking at from a budget perspective, but you have a really good idea. Like if families come up and ask me, what do generally people spend on events? I'll give them a range. And if that range doesn't scare you, then you shouldn't be waiting, you know? What I tell my sales teams uh, when I talk to them about it is booking isn't a budgetary thing. It's an education thing. So if you're holding back from booking, you got to know, do I have all the information? Because typically that's the reason you're not booking, not the, uh, not the, you know, particulars about the, about the package.
Yeah, it's funny. You, you said that the type A personality that books everything way in advance, that's usually also the person that changes their mind 14 times in the three-year process. Right. <laughs> so that, that's the comedic side of it. Let's move on. After you have DJ, photo, video, venue, all locked in and, and or planner, um, next in my eyes would be, you know, decorator, invitations, and, you know, swag uh, of sorts. Um, so I would say we're now in that, six month window probably like nine to yeah yeah Um, i'll say inside a year you know um let's also remind people if it's a busy time of the year again we mentioned april we mentioned october uh save the dates go out before invitations you know you you may not have to do a save the date if your date isn't prime but if it is you know you need to contract with your invitation person on the earlier side just to get the save the dates out and and in that case there's no penalty to doing it really early so you know remember that the sooner you could get a save the date reminder out the better um but invitations i I think they go out about three months before party maybe two months i i I think three months is the standard um so you know there's print time involved there's there's you know proofing time involved so um that process probably should start at you know six months before no later than six months before. Again, go back to what I said earlier. If you want it good and uh, and fast, it's not going to be cheap. So if you're going to wait until the last minute to get it out, it's going to be very, very expensive. Um, so I think that, you know, there's definitely no penalty to getting that cardstock ready to roll. Um, and, you know, this is where like the digital invitation comes into play. Like if you're the type of person who wants to save a couple dollars and wait a little bit longer, you can do the digital print stuff. Uh, and send it via email. It's just one of those things where you got to kind of know uh, where your where the bandwidth of your abilities, uh, you know, end, uh, and then get involved from there. Um, so decoration falls in place now. Also, um, you're if you're making them yourself, you better start really early, um, and and be prepared to take over your dining room and your living room with, you know, just supplies and glitter and stuff all over the place. If you're hiring a decorator, then give them the opportunity, give them the time that they need to make what what they need, but also realize that they're probably not making it, you know, six months in advance because they have other events, but they will be ordering supplies. So like there's this fine line between, you know, getting nervous if your centerpieces haven't been made professionally yet um, versus, you know, just being comfortable with knowing that the right person is in the driver's seat there. That is definitely really important. Um, I don't know what's going on with my, my camera. So you're going to listen to my, uh, you can hear my voice, but I don't know what's going on here. Um, just technology doesn't like me today. I don't know what to tell you. That's all um, right. so, so my favorite time of the booking process is what happens next. So now we're inside six months. Uh, we're actually now, in my opinion, the, the, the most fun time, which is that 60 day before the celebration mark inside that time is when you finalize your package with every single one of your vendors. So that's where you finalize your food packages. That's where you finalize your decor packages. That's where you finalize your, uh, you know, really your song list should be working on at that point. You finalize your montage creation. You finalize, um, you know, what you what you want it to look like and act like and feel like, um, all your decor elements. And inside 60 days is really the fun time. When people think about the stress that comes with planning an event, uh, it's inside 60 days from my perspective. That's when things get fun. When families reach out to me and, and try to talk to me two years in advance about 
their entrances, I say, hold on, we're not there yet. Your kid's going to be different by the time her entrance rolls around. Let's let's check let's check back in close to the event. When I say close to the event, inside sixty days is when that stuff really happens. Hey, and uh, you know, I, I'm the guy that makes the montages most often here at Explosive, so that should certainly be happening at this point too. Collection of your photos, getting them together. If you're making your own montage, don't wait to the last minute. Get get that done early on because there's so many more pressing things that need to happen within that you know, eight-week time period leading up to the party. But if you have somebody else doing it, again, get them the content sooner than later. That, that is my mantra that just keeps coming across here. Right. So, you know, inside 60 days is when, you know, the majority of your vendors are assigning staff. In our case, especially because we've been so busy, we've been assigning staff, you know, months and months and months and months. Like, you know, our, our talent director, Bridget, has been working like for May events already. So it's really important that, you know, you finalize those packages at that 60 day mark. Now, you finalized everything uh, in terms of like your packaging and what's expected. Inside two weeks is when you're doing your final walkthroughs with all of your vendors. Hold on. I'm going to answer point, pause. Oh, pause. Just before that, you have transportation needs to be figured out. Um, what are you doing to get to and from the venue? Uh, drinking and driving is a problem. So, you know, do you have a limo? Do you have a bus? Do you have Ubers figured out? Um, especially if you're worried about transportation of the kids, get that locked in, you know, in that two or three month out time period. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, we talked about on this podcast before about knowing how you specifically, the family are getting home at the end of the event. Um, you know, a lot of times that goes overlooked. So uh, you don't want to be waiting for an Uber. You do not want to be waiting for an Uber. Um, so that's a good point. That's like that, that, you know, inside, uh, you know, between three months and six months out, you should know your transportation situation. You, you, you also, one thing, you know, we're so into the entertainment realm of this and that that's so natural for us, but uh, picking your menu for your, your venue, uh, that does not happen two to three years out when you pick the venue. The menu planning probably happens about three months out as well. That's when you're selecting which hors d'oeuvres or which entrees. Uh, yep. It may happen a little bit earlier if you need to put a menu choice on an invitation. Um, if you were putting menu choice on invitation, then think that through because you know you can't go to print without knowing what your food choices are. Yeah. Um, again, I think that that's around the sixty-day mark for most for most venues. Um, they'll, you'll be finalizing that stuff, and that's really important to know going into this. The, the next segment of what I was going to say, which is that two that two week out mark, you know, fourteen days, twenty to four. 14 to 20 days, you know, inside three weeks is where I'm thinking right now, because that's where you design all of your run of show. That's where you design your timelines. That's when all of your vendors start communicating with each other. Um, you know, I have families who say, why haven't you reached out to my venue? And it's five months away. And the short answer is because both me and the venue are worried about this weekend's events. And your event is in five months. Not that we don't care about you, but there's a lot of things that have to happen before that. And you still don't know what it is that you want from either of us, it's not finalized. So inside two weeks is when you have all your final appointments. That's where you solidify your run of show, who's doing it, you know, is it the entertainment company, which, you know, happens a lot with us. Is it the catering staff or is it your event planner or is it a combination of all three? Um, you know, at this point, you uh, really need to understand, um, you know, how your, uh, how each vendor is going to work together. You should have a meeting with your entertainment company, uh, with your kid, probably there in, in my opinion. Uh, so you guys can really level out uh, and make sure that you're ready to go. So inside two weeks, you know, there's no more decisions that have to be made at that point. 
everything's done. You picked all your music, you picked all your menu, you know what your photographer is shooting for, you know all the portraits that you're having, you know what your invitations, like there's nothing else to choose. At this point, it's just, it, are all of your vendors ready to exceed your expectations? And if the answer is yes, say la vie. If the answer is no, then we got a problem and it's time to light the fire. Yeah, it's it's funny. Off the record, for those of you who don't know us all that well, we go into these podcasts unscripted and, and somewhat unplanned and we just are off the cuff you're having open conversations about what we know. Um, and one other element that we did skip over is what are you wearing to the party? You know, and, and that should be figured out a couple months before also, you know, tailoring the dress or the suit, you know, getting the right shoes. Um, again, I'll say it to every point. Why wait to last minute, figure that out sooner than later, have it on the shelf, you know, make sure it's dry, clean, laundered, ready to go. Uh, super, super important. Now we're at the week of the party, right? Week of the party, yeah. I mean, at this point, you're now inside five days. Happy bar about mitzvah week. Um, At this point, all of your vendors should have all of the materials to operate your event. So that could mean dropping stuff off to a venue. That could mean dropping stuff off to an entertainment company. That could mean dropping stuff off to an event coordinator or a planner. Like all of the materials have been ordered. They're shipping. They're shipped. They've been there. So all the drop-off stuff has to happen at that point. Um, you know, you've confirmed yep. all of your times from like hair and makeup perspectives, like all that happens that, that week to, to me, five days before is staying healthy, staying happy, not getting overwhelmed, uh, being prepared to deal with curveballs like guests that RSVP. Yes. That is changing their RSVP. It's going to happen. That is a natural thing. Like, uh, be prepared to deal with that. Um, you know, your payments should pretty much all be made at this point. Most all of the vendors want to be paid in advance. Um, you know, if there's people on your uh, day of staff that you intend on, you know, having gratuities for, figure that in advance and have your envelopes done. Um, this is where I, I really do like the advantage of having a, a planner on site because they're going to give you this timeline and they're going to make sure you check all these items off of the, the checkbox. Um, Right. You know, we have we have planners that you know check in with us regularly. Do you have the logo? Do you have the montage? I reminded the client about gratuities. The uh, client is needs to know t-shirt sizes for your staff. Like this stuff happens in that three to six week out, but is every last detail of that is figured out within that seven day you know week of. Um, right. There's a lot to do when planning a party. There's a lot of great checklists and timelines that are available on Google, I would, you know, search for it, bar mitzvah, you know, timeline or booking process. We offer some great resources as well. Don't be afraid to ask, um, you know, and, and make sure you keep organized, keep on top of it, have a timeline. Uh, that way you can go into your party smiling, happy and ready to celebrate. Okay. I like to keep the health. I like, I like to keep the healthy part, keep yourself healthy and happy five yeah. days before. That's really good. That's really you know, good. The, the, one That's not, favorite, you're not gonna find that you're not gonna find that on a single checklist you know one, one of my favorite things i've heard from people recently is like the week leading up to the party or the couple of days before my son or daughter didn't go to school or they didn't go to camp or you know i worked from home that week because in this crazy world you know put yourself in a bubble a couple of days before the party just to make sure that you're you know uh taking your vitamin c and you know getting your sleep that you need that's really it i love that great way to great way to close this thing out at, at 28 minutes right now so so nicely done mike it's like you've done this before a couple times a couple times well as always 
we appreciate everybody tuning in. Mastering Mitzvahs, we're back. This is two weeks in a row, maybe even three. I think two weeks in a row. This is episode 109. Um, yeah, we're going to keep the content coming. We do appreciate any ideas, tips, suggestions, things that you want us to talk about. Send us a message and uh, let us know you're listening. See you next time. Later.